When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, welcome to the Tag Republic podcast. The following episode is an audio recording from a live broadcast we did on our Facebook page. During the chat, you will hear questions from the audience and even shout outs we give to the people that attended. If you want to be a part of the live broadcast, please make sure you follow us on Facebook so you don't miss a thing. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. Guys, welcome to another live episode of the show, what, of the Talk Republic. I am Carolina Guzik, <laughs> and today we are going to be chatting with the amazing Erika Delgado. We're going to be talking about how to create a remarkable client experience. I am super excited about this conversation. So while you, or while we wait for people to join us, or if you're watching uh, the replay, please make sure to share this content with your friends. Uh, super simple. Just hit that share button at the bottom. You can invite your friends to join this conversation just by tagging them on the comments below. And if you run a Facebook group or a Facebook page for photographers, feel free to share this content also. Uh, before we wait for people to join us, I also want to keep well, gosh, it's early morning today. I just want to give a huge shout out to the people that have joined me on Patreon, where I am creating branding, blogging, marketing, and business-related video tutorials. The latest tutorial that I just posted was about how to add emotional audio to your slideshow, so you can access all that information on patreon.com forward slash the talk republic. All right, that being said, Erica, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I am super excited to have this conversation with you. You are local to me. So you're in South Florida. So I get to see you every now and then at networking events. And it's always nice to, you know, get to talk to you. So how are you doing today? Yeah, yeah. It it is good to run into you. You're such a bright personality. I love that about you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Carolina's here. She's like loud <laughs> and bubbly. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually in my my new home that my husband and I just purchased. So we just moved in Congrats. here. Mom, thank you. It's our first home. So, um, you know, as homeowners, so we just did a big move over Christmas and we're finally in here and, um, it feels good. It feels great. I am so happy for you. You are kind of like newlywed. So congratulations. Yes. And <laughs> we got a couple you. of people live here. We have Sonju. She's saying hi, ladies. Hi, Sonju. <laughs> so this is exciting. So uh, Erica, what about you? Tell us a little bit about what you do, the kind of photography that you love to do and all that good stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a local to South Florida, born and raised. Uh, 
I was born in Miami, raised in, in Broward. So these are my stomping grounds. Uh, but my husband and I just moved to Lake Worth in the Palm Beach area. And um, it's nice, a little change of pace up here. It's a little little bit slower, which I don't mind. Um, and I'm a, I'm a wedding photographer, so I specialize in weddings. Um, about a year ago, I started doing business coaching for creatives. And um, what else, what else? I, I love Mexican food. I, I eat tacos like seven days a week. Yes, <laughs> who doesn't love Mexican food? Oh, my God. well, I'm Mexican. So I'm Mexican and Cuban. And that is just, we were raised on quesadillas and tacos. And so that's, that's, that's something about me that everybody knows. Um, what else? I have two dogs and a cat. And I just, I love, I don't know, lately I love being home. I'm a homebody and I'm just working on my little house. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. That sounds amazing. Yeah. We have pretty much at the Taco Public, everybody is a taco lover. Yeah, good, good. Taco <laughs> lovers are, are good people. <laughs> exactly. So, Erica, hold on. I hear a little bit of an echo. Okay, is that Oh, Lord. Phone? No, it's not. Okay, we're going to roll with it. If you can hear us and see us fine, please comment below. I uh, just want to make sure that we... That everything is fine. So, Erica, when I asked you if you wanted to be a guest on the Talk Republic, you told me yes, and then you said that you wanted to talk about client experiences. Is that correct? Yeah, I said that yeah. right. Yeah. Client experience yeah. and why this is so important for business owners. I think that sometimes we get so like laser focused into delivering beautiful photos that sometimes we forget about kind of like the customer service side of business or the client experience. So please tell us why this is super important for any business. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty passionate about this topic um, because I think it's, it's a package deal for, for us photographers, right? I mean, both the pretty photos and the experience matter so much. I think when I started my business 10 years ago, I, I wasn't thinking about the experience. I was so laser focused on the photography. Um, and I, I think that's normal, right? We, we need to take our time developing our craft, but as the years go on, um, you want to, you want to craft this experience for your clients. And I believe that, uh, it, it really begins when they receive that first initial impression of us. So that's like your social platforms or your website, um, and our presence, our imagery, our branding um, on all of these platforms are an extension of our client experiences. So um, I, I personally believe that our, our photos should be also an extension of that, that experience because they should make the viewer feel something. And in that moment, what you've done is, is you've given them some sort of experience if, if they feel something. something. So they're, they're either inclined to learn more about you or not. Um, and I think that through that first initial impression, we can invite them to, to have an experience with us. And I really think that sets the tone for what they can expect. And I think it's awesome if we can achieve that from the beginning. Um, but I mean, I'd say the top three reasons we should focus on experience, I kind of broke it down into when I think about it, I, I think about it for, for my business in three kind of sections and, um, that's connection. Um, I believe that most people desire a remarkable experience along with an amazing product. So like I just purchased a standing desk, um, which I'm super excited about. <laughs> and, it, you know, it, it didn't it wasn't cheap, but like the customer service has been great. And, 
you know, I think we, we long for that whenever we make a purchase or any sort of investment. I think people want connection and it's, uh, it's that experience that connects us. Um, I'd say probably the second is um, for my business is the trust factor. Uh, and in the long run, those connections that we make with our clients, they build the rapport, they build trust, um, which are obviously essential to photographer client relationship especially if we want to document really authentic, intimate images, our clients need to trust us, right? So um, I think that that's important. And um, also when a client has an unforgettable experience and you gain their trust, they, they quickly become kind of like fans and, and brand ambassadors for us. And people love to talk about their really good experiences, right? So this trust, this trust factor that we build with them it essentially becomes marketing for us because they're going to go talk to people about, you know, their wonderful experience. That is so. so good. A couple of things, just your hair is rubbing on your microphone. So it is giving like a little bit of a extra oh, noise. No. <laughs> Don't have a hair tie. There you go. You look amazing either way. So that's always good. So such a great point. Uh, I think that as of today, like when I take a look at Instagram 2019, I see beautiful pictures everywhere like 10 years ago that was like how you could stand out right like you take beautiful pictures but I think that today everybody is taking beautiful pictures and oh, yeah a way to stand out is really the client experience that you give to you know to your clients oh totally and I mean I think another thing for us that I forgot to mention is I mean you're totally right it, it it's so cool to see just so many amazing photographers out there uh, I mean, it, it inspires me, it pushes me to, to be a better photographer and to refine my craft. But I think another thing is we're by providing this experience, we're adding value to our business, which is something that I didn't, I didn't realize earlier on. And now it's, it's so important to, to my business to constantly be looking. I'm always searching for ways to add value to the client experience. And, you know, when we add value, we can we can charge more, right? I mean, and that was a hard thing for me to get over a few years ago. It was like raising my prices. But when you raise your prices, it's like something else has to change. The experience has to grow. The Something has to get better. So for me, it was this client experience. And I think that I really was listening to my clients and, and what did they want? And it was an experience. It was this overarching experience of, uh, trust of um, no longer just being a photographer, but kind of being their friend and holding their hand through this and walking them through uh, the the journey that we're about to take together. So mm, I like that. I, there's this famous famous quote that people will forget what you said, but know what you make, how you make them feel. I don't know. Yes. I'm paraphrasing yes. this thing. <laughs> no, girl, you said it right. You said it right. That's so good. It's so true. It's so true. I mean, I feel like that. I, I always think like what what would I want? And I, I think that's always helped me um, because I, I have high expectations for the investments that I make and the, the, the people that I work with. And I think also as you get a little bit older, you're, you're like, you know, you want quality. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Yeah. So let's talk about a little bit more like tangible examples of what a good experience is because yes, we can talk about like, yeah, good experience, you know, make it better, but Let's talk like reality. What does it look in your business to give a good experience? 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. So um, for me, I also kind of think of it in a few areas. One of them being communication is huge. And I think uh, for, for us, the first time I ever talk to a potential client, I, I make sure to be really like just a very good listener. I think I'm hearing an echo. You're good. I don't hear an echo. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, perfect. Um, now it's like in my mind, I'm like, echo. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think being a really good listener is so important um and i have my own story that kind of um when i experienced not being listened to well i this really resonated for me in my own business uh i'll never forget i was um i was talking to a someone this is totally unrelated to the wedding industry but i was you know investing in in a service myself and i got on a consult call and this person, like they wouldn't listen at all. They just were talking, talking, talking. And like, I couldn't even get in like what I wanted and kind of what I was looking for. And at the end of the conversation, I was like, they didn't even like hear what I wanted. I mean, she just told me everything she could do for me, but I don't even want that. And what do you think happened? I mean, I didn't, I didn't hire her because it just, her brand, the, all of those like initial touch points that, attracted me to even have a call with her were on point. I was so attracted. But then it was like that call, that personal experience that I had with her on the phone. And I was like, you're great and everything like, you know, good for you. Yeah, you're running. It's just not. <laughs> yeah. But I was, yeah, it was like, you're not listening. You're not listening. So I think, you know, one of the best things we can do, and, and I've really learned this because I'm a talker, but just quieting down and just listening from the get-go to what they need, what they want, um, because, you know, we can, we can kind of cater and customize an experience for them and uh, our service for them, too. I mean, that's kind of the way we, we run. You know, we have, we have a service that we offer, but we're also happy to, like, listen to what you need because we can definitely work with you on different aspects. So um, I think listening is, is such a, a big part of it. And um, also, you know, kind of furthermore in the communication topic is just quickly answering your client's emails once they have booked you and uh, emails, phone calls. I think when we're, they're a priority to us and we don't let days go by and then kind of answer them where, you know, in my mind, it's like my clients come first, everything else, because I do have a lot of other things, but everything else is like kind of second, and they come first. Um, so just being quick to respond and stuff, I think that that really is very rewarding for them. Those are great points, because I think photographers in general, when we talk about client experience, they think about actual gifts. Yes, like, yeah. Oh, well, what? I think I think that's part of it, but what you said, which is communication and listening, those are things that you can do for free that can take you way ahead of the competition or farther within your clients than just giving them a pretty box at the end of the of the experience per se. Totally, totally. But I will say, I mean, that we do that. We definitely send. Uh, well, I'll get to that point. I guess my second one would be would be guidance and I'm kind of doing it in order. Communication mm-hmm. is huge for me um, and being a good listener. And, and then once you book the client, I would say the next is, is being a good guide and kind of guiding them through that process. Um, when we become 
the guide in our client's experience. We're, we're inviting them into that experience. We're, we're no longer kind of trying to prove ourselves, which I, you know, I remember being that photographer being like, book me, I, you know, this is why. So, so, and so now it's like, you take that confident position and, and you're guiding them into this experience. They, they, they've been invited to join you and you're confidently leading them down this path. You know, I think as human beings, we, we want to kind of walk on, on sidewalks. Right. And so whenever we're, we're putting out that next step for our client before they even ask before we're, we're just, you know, we're guiding them well down that, that uh, process of working with us and throughout their wedding. So, I mean, I mean, also what you, what you mentioned, the gift giving, um, I kind of like think of that as, uh, empowering our clients. Um, and that comes in many forms. One of them, I think to me is, you know, we, we empower our clients by making them feel loved and special. Um, and, and that doesn't have to be a gift for everyone. I just happen to be a big gift giver. That's always kind of been a love language of mine. So for me, uh, we use teak and twine and, um, and we have a, a client gift that we send when they book with us. So, you know, the process between booking with our clients and the actual wedding can sometimes be like a year and you know that. So it's kind of one of those extra touch points uh, after a couple months of talking and it's like, hey, surprise, like we didn't forget about you. Welcome to the to the EDP experience. And we're so excited to, you know, to work with you. And, and they love that. They love it. But again, you're totally right. Like this is to me, like third on my list. I think that communication and guidance are like, they take, they take the prize for sure over, over gift giving. Um, Definitely. If you had like a complete, like if people perceive to have a bad experience with you because you were, you know, you took forever to communicate, you took forever to answer phone calls, you can send the most beautiful gift at the end of the day and that's not gonna erase the experience that they had with you throughout the process totally so. totally if anything it's like yeah like you said you're just trying to erase like it just doesn't it, it, i think definitely the other ones uh they, they trump the the gifting and i mean i think we can also empower our, cli our clients in other ways uh, another example would be i know i know people that gift an engagement session mm -hmm. and I think that that is so it, it's so good I mean when I work with um we don't necessarily do that but when we are working with our clients and you know we get to photograph them on an engagement session I mean we're totally empowering them because they feel great they're it, the trust factor right there is built and we're empowering them for the wedding day so that's also creating um, part of that experience of that connection. And so that's maybe one, maybe something you want to do instead of giving an actual gift is giving your time. And that's an engagement session. I think that's super smart. So good. I think, uh, for people that are listening to us or watching this video, this is not only for wedding experience. This is for any kind of photography that you do. Uh, I photograph also families and I get to work with a lot of people that have, of course, worked with other photographers and, when you know when we go through the, the experience that I provide, they're like, "Oh my God, I have had other photographers, and not one have like 
mention about what to wear. No one has guiding me through like the best location for my family. I think that sometimes people just want to, okay, sure. Book the client, meet you at the park. Like you don't even know if your clients like to go to the park. Why yeah. are they going to be photographed at the park? So those are such little things that you can do that one, as you said, don't cost you any money. It's just like attention to detail. How could you make their whole experience better? And by, as you said, guide them, be be a, be the professional, be the one that is going to be like, this is what's going to be best for you. And also listen, because at the end of the day, you're creating images for them, not only for your portfolio, because sometimes we also have those clients that they want to photograph in a place that we probably don't love, but that is a place that is super special for them. And at the end of the day, you need to make them happy, not only your portfolio happy, but your clients happy. Totally. I mean, I think we've all been in that situation where we're like, oh my gosh, awful lighting, ugly place. <laughs> but you know what? We're going to make this work because they love it. This is this is their day. And, you know, I think with time, I realized that that is the most important thing, that they are happy, that they're happy. So, uh, you know, that's why we should go shoot personal work. If we want to go shoot at that particular park, then, you know, that's that's our chance to do it. But when we're working with our clients, of course, we're guiding them into we should be letting them know maybe this is a better option for lighting or, but you, you give them the options, you guide them and then they make their decision and, and we uh, serve them as best as we can. I think this happened a lot in weddings when we want them to have a first look because it's going to be easier for us for the timeline. We're going to have more time, but they are set in a stone in not having a first look, whether tradition or whatever they want. And, you can guide them and tell them why having a first look is beautiful. But at the end of the day, this is their day. You shouldn't be pushy about it. Totally. Because that, at the end of the day, like if, you, if you're an amazing photographer and you have beautiful pictures, but you, they, felt pu they felt pushed into doing something they didn't want to, that's not going to be good. That's not a good no. experience. No. And I think in the end, you're just, you're probably not a good match for them. If, you know, maybe there's a, a certain, uh, you know, client that, they, they want to listen to everything you have to say. And they're ready to just, some clients, they already have their minds made up, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, I think, I think it's important to, to be adaptable. Definitely. So what would be one tip that you can give to photographers listening to us today so they can improve their client experience? If they feel like they're listening to us and they're like, Oh, wow. I don't do anything like that. Wow, what yeah. should be one tip that I need to start doing right away? Oh, that's kind of hard to answer, but I I mean, I'd say this yeah, this can definitely feel overwhelming and you probably are like, "Well, I don't know where to start." It seems like there's probably so many areas that I can be, you know, working on, but I would say if you maybe you know, set aside a day on your calendar and really stick to it and you don't need the whole day. Just put aside a couple hours and think of it as an investment in your business and and make a plan to identify your client touch points. And from so if you don't know what a client touch point is, I used to hear this term a couple years ago and it, by marketing like entrepreneurs and and so a client touch point I was curious like this sounds you know interesting a client touch point is uh, an influential action initiate initiated by communication or human contact that actually uh, you know 
touches a customer in some way. So collectively, all these touch points that we create are our customer's experience as a whole. And I think that when we, if my recommendation would be if you can sit down and actually identify all the client touch points. So another way to think of it, maybe this is easier, is all the times that a potential client or your existing client is having contact with your brand. So it's it really starts when they see your Instagram for the first time or somebody told them word of mouth about an incredible experience that they had with you on their wedding day. There's like a little bug flying in front of me, sorry. <laughs> um, and, uh, oh gosh, it's funny. So um, yeah, you know, I think that, that those those touch points are important to identify before you can even like sit down and oh my gosh this sorry Siri Don't just worry, worry. Saying something oh what a ter I'm a terrible podcast interview I like <laughs> you're doing amazing don't worry by the way this is my first podcast ever this is this yeah. well yeah. what about your first life is this your first life ever too Yeah, I don't do live, not for it. Like, this is exciting. This is fun. <laughs> awesome. You're doing amazing. Yeah. So um, I don't even know what I was saying, but basically I think it was the touch points. I think identifying, sitting down and taking the actual time to identify all those touch points. I have a worksheet called my wedding workflow slash client touch points. And it's long and it's, you know, it's a checklist that I use for each client and I'm making sure that I've sent them this, uh, sent them this template, sent them this questionnaire, because all of those are touch points that are very important to me and there's intention there. So I would say that's the first step that I would recommend. And then you'll figure out what is the most important to you throughout that process. That sounds amazing. I'm just going to add to this. Uh, after you do all this, make sure that you are listening to your clients. Yes. It's so <laughs> huge. It's a small and simple uh, tip, really. But it, it makes the world of a difference. It really does. Awesome. So, Erica, uh, any marketing secrets that you would like to share with us today? Marketing secrets. Mm, or tips. Um, yeah. Well, okay. So, for me, like, I don't know. I think that this has become huge to like most people are listening to podcasts, but I'm a huge and avid like podcast listener. I, I used to love reading books, but that was like, it's such a lie because like, I wasn't really reading. Like I pretend to read, <laughs> I'll read like two chapters and I'm like, Oh yeah, I read that book. And it's, no, not, not real. It's just hard for me to sit down and, and, and read. Uh, but, but listening to podcasts feels just, Uh, wonderful and audiobooks and I I'd say for me one of the biggest things has been to be a uh, a student a student of business a student of life and constantly learning and growing and staying uh, you know just one step ahead in in your craft and you can't you can't really think that you've the minute you've become comfortable it's it's bad so you know always kind of striving for the next best thing and and just pushing yourself to learn and grow um and i'd say when it comes to marketing one of the things that i'm i'm recently learning is working really well for me is i mean obviously we all know instagram is 
it works wonders for some people. Um, it, it's been a really big part of my business. And I realized that the more I am open and vulnerable and share my personality and get on video and talk, you know, talk on Instagram and show my face, the more I'm attracting my ideal client and my, my tribe, like people are connecting with me and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like these are the people that I want to work with. And, uh, they, they like me for me. And I, and when you know that it's like, ah, it's so relief. It's relief because that's, those are the people you want to work with. So I think opening up and, and putting yourself out there, uh, and and I will say that you don't have to, you don't have to put yourself completely out there because I'm a pretty private person. Um, like I don't typically share like pictures of my home and like my family too much. Um, there's things that I, you know, I definitely keep to myself, but I think the things that we're comfortable with sharing um, that we can share. So, and that connects us to, to others. It is such a, basic thing that people overlook and yeah. people get also very caught up in the to like but what do you mean sure like myself like it, it, I think that because we have been almost brainwashed by advertising for so long that such a simple thing becomes yeah. like we don't know what to do well okay so we don't know what to do one step is this as photographers and again maybe this isn't for for everyone but I think like this isn't just for photographers. It's, you know, this could be for everyone, but as photographers, we're so used to being behind the camera. It's hard to think, Oh, we can be in front of the camera, but like, have you ever thought of booking yourself a shoot and investing in your own photographs and then sharing a couple of those really beautiful photographs of yourself to your audience on Instagram, or maybe you don't even have an about me picture on your website. And to me, that's like, that's, that's, oh. a, that's a whole nother topic because that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I have seen it. I see it all the time actually. And you know, for me, it's like, I want to, I want to connect with the person behind the brand. I, I really do. The minute I'm going to somebody's Instagram, this is just me. But the minute I'm going to someone's Instagram, I'm looking for a picture of them. I'm just scrolling for the next picture of them. Because any, we want to connect. Business, yeah, any business that I look into, I, I, I take a look not only at photographers, I take a look at like all kinds of different people in the world. Yeah. I always want to know who is behind the brand. Why yeah. are we doing this? We have Paul here. You know Paul Thomas. I don't know if he's yeah. trolling us or what, but this is what he said when we laugh so much. He's like, the more I show my face on Insta, the more I get unfollow. Paul, get uh, out of here. Uh, well, so, I mean, is he, are you being for real? <laughs> he's just trolling us. That's Paul. Well, I, I do. I just do really believe that when we maybe, you know, you need to also be intentional about the content that you're sharing. Like what are you, you're sharing a photo of yourself, right? But like, what are you saying with that photo? What are you, what's the, what's the meaning behind it? You know? And so we, it takes work to be, to intentionally share and to put yourself out there. And, um, but it, I mean, for me, it has, it has been, um, rewarding. I, I feel like I connect really well with people. And that's, 
that's the kind of business that I, I love running that connection, that relationship based business. So I just came, uh, I went to a networking event a couple, like last week or something like that. And I came across another photographer and she was telling me, she's like, Oh my God, you do a lot of Instagram stories. And I love that. And she was like, I want to do Instagram stories, but I'm very private. And I was like, I am super private. Like what do you get to see on my Instagram stories are things that I am a hundred percent comfortable sharing with the world. She's like, yeah, like you love Kit Kat Match. I'm like, exactly. That's absolutely not private at all. Like everybody knows that I love Kit Kat Match. And simple things like that, like has connect me with a lot of people. I get people send me Kit Kat Matches. Like my clients give me Kit Kat Matches. People even DM me. They're like, I bought this thing and they're horrible. Like, it's just like, I keep the conversation going. So you don't have to be super super like with your private stuff I mean that's up to you how much you want to share but I don't share absolutely anything private and I am constantly on Instagram stories like another thing that I say is like I talk a lot about TV because I watch a lot of TV I mean Mm -hmm. it's a reality and that helps me also connect with my clients because at the end of the day like we go to like an engagement shoot and we don't, it's not like awkward silences. It's yeah. not like, mm, this is weird. We're just talking about Game of Thrones, House yeah. of Cards. Like, and people, I don't know, people seem to love that. That becomes no, part of the experience. They're like, That's oh, we were so super great. relaxed. Yes, yes. And I love hearing that because that is an example of how we can share our personality, but we don't have to be sharing our privacy, you know, like, that's a big thing trying to find like little parts of our personality that we can share that someone else is going to say, Oh my gosh, like I connect with them because of this, this, and this. And, and I love their photography too, but like that connection factor is just, it's awesome. And whether it's TV or tacos or avocados, whatever, you know, like you connect on it and it's, it's awesome. Exactly. So it's just finding those little connections. Doesn't have to be a huge, major life changing moment. It doesn't have to be something that you feel super private. And now you're like, oh, because I'm supposed to be authentic. Now I need to share my deepest secret. Like you don't have to go that far. You could still be, you know. No, totally. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think, I think also like a, a little tip on this point is, I would write down just like, what do people, what would you say are like the, the top four things that people say when they think of you? You know, for me, it's definitely photographer, weddings, uh, avocado, and avocados, tacos. <laughs> I clearly <laughs> have avocados on my mind. <laughs> Vanessa, who you just photographed her. Uh, guacamole. This is guacamole, you know. <laughs> Little things like that. I'm such a Mexican. Look at me talking about avocados and tacos. But no, like, I mean, people would say that because I talk a lot about tacos. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's it's it maybe film photography is one thing when they think of me. Um, and, and so, like, I would say if you're struggling to figure out your personality and how to share your personality with your with your clients and your audience, um, just kind of write down or ask people like, Hey, what do you, like, what do you think of when you think of me? And just, just kind of explore and, and see what, what they say. And, um, that might be a good way to, to help kind of figure that out. So we have, because we were talking about, uh, 
Instagram and things like that. We have kind of like a, a, a statement here, which is not a question, but maybe you can guide her. Anya says, that's the hardest part to put captions to the photos. Do you think people mm. overthink this? Yes, I, I do, but I agree because I overthink it too at times. Um, and I think that it's totally normal. So you're not the only one. Um, and I would say that a way to to help with this, something that can help with this, is I use a I use an app called Plan, and I pull in you know the top photos that I want to share for the next uh, week or month. And I'm not this like crazy planner when it comes to like planning a whole month of Instagram um, content. Like that is just so not who I am. But from time to time, I do plan out like a whole week in advance. If I know I have like a crazy week and I want to be, you know, present on social. And, um, I, but I just recently took a whole week off of social media. So Which is good. People should be doing this every oh now and then. Oh my gosh, that's like a whole another conversation if you want to have me on another podcast. No, no, <laughs> to just talk about that because I loved my little break. But anyways. I think that it's a it's a part of our businesses and it's a huge tool and so yeah we we do need to be present um, on here uh, on our social platforms but I use this app called Plan and when I really like sit and look at the images it kind of goes back to what I said earlier where our images should also give our client an experience from the moment that they see an image they should feel something right and so i think it also comes down to the images that we're selecting and you know when we curate the best photos and the best images to share uh we have i think more to say about that photo versus and i find that that's that's been you know for me the case is sometimes i pull in images and i'm like am i just sharing to share like no erica don't share this one because it's not the best of the best for you you know for what do i feel passionate about like with this set of images and and then that gives me it inspires me to write something um and i think we can pull kind of content from there and also again kind of writing down that list of um things about your personality you can you're gonna keep adding to that list so maybe there's those four things that people say you know remind remind uh, them of you but then there's also things about your personality on that list that you want to share and things that you love and uh, what do you what do you like to do outside of photography people really want to know that stuff and uh, what kind of a challenge are you facing right now in your life? And, and maybe it's not some, maybe it's not one that you want to share, but maybe there's one that you do want to share. And people just love to enter into that space with you and, and either, you know, give you advice or just kind of uh, be sad with you over something that just happened to you or rejoice with you over uh, a win. So I think when we work on a, Kind of a list, just like a working list of things that that uh, our our personality are happening in our lives. We have this kind of content to pull from. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of work. But <laughs> to add to to what you said, which is all great, is make sure that you are carrying on your voice. And totally, an example of this could be like I am a very extrovert person like i am loud i you know like that's my personality so if you come to my instagram and you see like 
a very romantic caption and all that probably is not going to match up to with who I am. Yeah, I love so that. I, you know, like I can, I can be, you know, I can write romantic things, but I feel like it still is within my voice. Like it's not going to be like, voice. You know, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. not going to feel like super soft and romantic because that's not who my brand is or who I am in my life. Yeah. So make sure and that my brand voice is exactly romantic. romantic every, yeah. And every, I'm just like this hopeless romantic <laughs> and I'm just so cheesy. So like every now and then you will see a photo with like a really beautiful love poem or poetry is a big theme in, in my brand. And you'll see, you know, there's a hashtag uh, that I use called the poetry of photographs and um, just like this romance and this mood that I kind of, I love with poetry and pairing it with my photos. So that's something that sometimes when I'm just like, I don't know what to say right now, I'm going to pull in one of my, one of my uh, romantic poems from Insta uh, from my, uh, my Pinterest board. So, you know, having that, that content there when you're just kind of stuck and, and pre-planning, it does help. It does help. But Vanessa here is uh, fanning harder than you today. She is giving <laughs> guacamole, romance for life. She loves it. <laughs> and Vanessa herself is super romantic also. So Oh, yes, she is. I love her. She's amazing. She, I had her on the podcast like a thousand years ago, too. She's, I, I heard her. it. <laughs> yeah. I heard that one. It was awesome. Awesome. So we're about to wrap this up very soon. So if you guys have any questions, this is the time to ask. So while we perhaps wait for some questions, Erica, what are you currently loving? And this doesn't have to be photography related, anything like that. Um, currently loving. I love so many things. I, I think I'm pretty obsessed with my new eyeballs because I just had LASIK. <laughs> it took me a minute. I'm like, what? Yeah, this girl's crazy. She's in love with her eyeballs. No, yeah, I I had LASIK and I really wanted to do it probably three years ago. And I just, I waited, I waited, um, obviously I was saving for it. And then finally I did it. I was really afraid and just kind of got over that fear. And I've been, I had been wearing contacts and glasses since I was five. I was actually legally blind, which is kind of crazy wow. as a photographer. Yeah. Hold on. Did I lose you? Yeah. So I, uh, I, you know what else I'm really loving lately is uh, the show Sex in the City, which this is kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love that you said the show Sex in the City as if it's something that is brand new. <laughs> right. Well, no, it's brand new to me, really, because listen to this. Like I, I told my girlfriends the other day, I was like, I have a confession to make. This is crazy, but. I had only watched like two episodes in the day when it came out and I was on Amazon Prime just looking around. I'm like, Sex in the City. I'm like, I really need to watch this. Like, what's wrong with me? I've been living under a rock. So I've been watching it while I'm like calling. I'm just obsessed. My husband's like, oh my God, you and that show. So that's currently what I'm loving. Well, the great thing is that you have like a hundred seasons to watch. So you have plenty of content. <laughs> Yeah, but girl, you can binge watch. Oh my gosh, I have already gone through all the first three seasons. So there you go. Awesome. So where could people find you, Erica? Um, yeah, sure. People can find me. I hang out in Instagram a lot. So you can find me at Erica Delgado Photo, and that's Erica with a K. 
and Delgado, D-E-L-G-A-D-O, photo. Um, and then my website, ericadelgado.com. And I have a new uh, venture for education and empowerment for creatives. It's called Brave yeah. Dreamers. Yeah, and you can find Brave Dreamers in Instagram at Brave Dreamers Society. And that's Brave Dreamers and then Society. So there's two S's in between that. Um, but awesome. So everybody go follow Erica. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, hold on. We have a question here before we go. Question. Good. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see if I can put this a delay. Uh, biggest piece of advice for a photographer looking to up level. Ooh, man, that is a loaded question. Uh, biggest piece of advice. I would say discovering who your ideal client is and doing all the work that that takes, which is a lot of work. I'm actually teaching an entire four hour class on that. Well, um, tell so us, tell us about the so class. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called the 24 karat plan for your brand. And I think that when, when we really do the work of discovering who our ideal clients are, we, we can up level. Um, for me, it was literally wanting to up level my business and shoot more luxury weddings. And, um, just even like getting over the, the, the hump of saying luxury wedding. I like, it took me so long to say that, but, um, you know, kind of getting over some of those, those mind blocks that, that we have in, in front of us, uh, that don't let us, uh, kind of move forward. Uh, and some of those mind blocks, we kind of went over already, just like opening up a little bit more on social and sharing about yourself. And that's going to connect you to, to like-minded people. Is this going to be an online class or an in-person class? I'm actually teaching this class at a photo retreat called photo native. And, um, that's going to be in February in California. Uh, actually, Vanessa's going to that class. So there you go. Wait, I don't know if she's coming to the class, but she's going to the retreat. So, but when I get back, I'm considering making this class some sort of something locally because I'm just like super passionate about it. And I love talking about uh, your brand and uh, just attracting your ideal, ideal client. Um, so I'd say it's so hard for me to answer that question because it's so loaded, but uh, doing the work of making an ideal client avatar. And um, I think uh, Amy Porterfield, if you don't know who she is, she's an online marketing kind of guru. She just recently did a whole podcast on that. So if you look up Amy Porterfield, identifying your ICA, your ideal client avatar, um, she has like a, a whole guide that defining who your ideal client is. And, and you know, certain questions that go into that are like, are they male or female? What are the age range, the age range that they are? Um, what's their education? What kind of hobbies do they like? Where do they like to shop? Like these kind of questions are so important to figure out who your ideal client is and are we marketing ourselves well enough um, for them to up level? So I'd, I'd say maybe that's probably one of my biggest uh, awesome. <laughs> well, I know you have to get going because you have a photo shoot. So, Erika, thank you so yeah. much for being a part oh, of Republic. It was great talking to you. And the doors are always open so we can have more conversations about 
other topics. So guys, for yeah. all of you this live, thank you so much. You were amazing. And for the people listening to the podcast, thank you for tuning in today. I'll see you next week with another amazing guest. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week. Thank you.